everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to episode three of our amazing podcast that everybody's talking about. <laughs> All 50 or so people that listened to the last one. Called Stop or My Mom Will Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Andrea. That's, that's the titular mom. I mean, these were titular to describe yourself as a female, but... Uh, I do have a nice rack. Yeah, that's uh, we talk about stupid stuff that we like. And I don't know, do you want to start with what you have as far as what's up your ass, or do you want me to start? Basically, my stuff is a little bit of recapping of what we talked about last week. Jody Arias update real quick. I am getting tired of it a bit at this point. But it's, you're getting tired of the Jody Arias. Yes, case. I am. I've moved off to watching the trial kind of nonstop to following up on the social media aspects of it because uh, Jodi Arias she's twittering through somebody that was in prison I don't know if he was in she was in the jail with her or whatever but it's this ex-con that's uh, set up a twitter page oh okay I don't want to make you self-conscious about podcasting but ever since I started editing the podcast now I'm just looking at all those ums and uhs because <laughs> we're recording on audacity and like you can see the vocal track and I can literally pinpoint what an uh is and it's now I'm just like, oh, that's gonna that's an extra ten minutes I'm gonna yeah, be well, on here. Fuck it, they're gonna be there. That's the way I talk. I okay? cut out forty minutes of the last one. God damn it! I talk with my hands and I talk with ums and oohs. I'm thinking because there's so much crap in my head. There's thirty five years of connections and you know hundreds and hundreds of books in my head. And, and the thing is, to... they're not gonna hear the ums and oohs. They're gonna hear me refer to them afterwards, but they're not gonna hear because I'll be spending that much time cutting them out. But anyway. I just wanted to express that. But go ahead. Go on. Okay. Well, let's see. Where was I? Oh, okay. So, Jodi Arias is Twittering. So, basically, I've been reading. And also, there's been a thing about... She had a domestic violence expert on her her second. She's had a psychologist that the prosecutor just shredded his expertise. And she's had this domestic violence expert who has not talked to any of the family or anybody else or anybody on Travis's side at all. She's just cherry-picked everything that she was given and basically to to come to her conclusion that Jody was abused. Jody was not abused at all. Jody's had years, you know, to come up with this, now her abuse excuse. Okay, but what was the update? What was the, the new Well, update? the thing is, this, this domestic expert is trying to claim that you know, Travis abused her by treating her like a sexual victim, screaming at her in texts, you know, calling her a three-hole wonder. They they keep pulling all this in the anal sex. They keep pulling that shit out to oh, shock the right, jury. Oh, that's right, the tossed salad thing. Okay, that's yeah. And because the, the sex tape that they did, Jody recorded him without his knowledge. Jody's trying to say that it was at his insistence. It's bullshit. He does not know he's being taped. Wait and, a minute, is this widely available? Can I watch the sex tape? Yes! Like yes. the full thing and search and everything? Yes! It has been fucking online for goddamn months now, okay? Okay, I'm not interested in the case. I just, I mean, sex tapes are sex tapes. I'm just... It's an audio tape. They had oh. film sex. And it's been played for the for the jury. I can get my hopes up like that. And then afterwards, there's these text messages where he's yelling at her, saying he feels betrayed calling her the slot, the three-hole wonder and all that. And they're using, she's using that. This domestic violence expert is using this as he was raging at her. He was not raging at her. She had recorded him. Can I just say, uh, when I title these episodes after the fact, I have this pattern where I try to do like an alliterative thing where it's like all three things of the same letter. Like the first episode was black ninjas, black ops, and black eyed children. (sighs) Yeah. Can we make it T this time? Can we try to find other T things so that I can have three whole wonder in there somewhere? <laughs> okay. I don't know. But no, no, my point is the tossed salad thing came in. Oh. 
Three hole wonder toss out. We already got two of them. Okay. Well, th- that came in with with the sex call, the phone sex thing. Okay. Where he's where Travis is talking about he's not into that. It's like a complimenting her body, being really nice. She's saying that he gave her a bath one time and he r- put rose petals down and made her feel like a goddess. She's going on and and all of the the kinky stuff. She kind of leads on. You can see her leading him. It was it's very obvious to me that Travis, yes, he's a he was a horny guy. Okay, he was going into his 30s and he was red-blooded. Now, I don't think he was a virgin necessarily, but I think he has struggled with sex in the past and in in, in his church that's very... He, he was trying to keep his covenants. Well, isn't sexual arousal grounds for Mormon blood atonement? Not sexual arousal. <laughs> not sexual arousal. Breaking of the covenant. They're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. It was Jody that had the past history of having anal sex with her other boyfriends and guys that she lived with. She dabbled in... You know, her first boyfriend, who was also, by the way, a, a background actor in Lost. A background actor? Yeah. Wait, was it Paolo? Mickey Paolo? No, he's... Bob, he, I forget his name. Bobby something. Jerez. Oh, I, I don't know. I have to look him up. I'll put it on the our page. Well, we're going to be watching Lost, so you can point him out to me in every okay. episode. Uh, well, he was a, he's a background actor in two episodes or whatever. But anyway, he was... We still was, have to watch every episode. He was like some sort that. of vampire hunter or something. She dabbled in witchcraft. She told this other guy she was dating, she was when she met Travis, she was dabbling in Mormonism. See, again, I always... You buried the lead. Like, you reference Mormon blood atonement in one offhand thing in the first episode. You talk about... Jim Jones selling monkeys as if that's not the coolest thing about that story. Now you're like, oh yeah, she dated a vampire hunter. And like, that's just, they go, that's just a thing you go by. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. You're interested in like tossed salads and three hole wonder. She dated a vampire hunter? There are vampire hunters and by extension vampires in this world? I don't know. You know, I'm just, Are they Mormon vampires? Everything about this woman is absurd, okay? So it's like, you can't just pull two seconds out and go, well, boy, that's really fucking weird. Because every fucking second of this woman is absurd. Well, then let's make a compromise and just now, not talk about it at all. We are, we are seriously talking, we're to the point, and, and, and it got, this week, it got to the point where I actually was online defining... For a forum group, tossed salad on the HLM page, okay? Because they were all saying that it's just anal sex. Well, it's not anal sex. No, that's eating out, right? That's eating the ass Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. Grim job, essentially. Exactly. And so I, on the, uh, do, no, it was, not, it, it was Dr. Drew's page. So I'm on Dr. Drew's page defining tossed salad for these people. <laughs> See, and my point, and I think I made this at the time, was once you're at that particular precipice where you have to define toss salad, maybe you should just give up. Maybe you, maybe you should just yeah. go, raise your hands, bow to the absurd, and just say, I'm done. Throughout my life, I have come to that point at different stages where it's like, if I have to explain one more fucking time the obvious... But you yeah. say that all the time about Kennedy, like, I I'm know. done. You people are so stupid, I don't even need to talk to you. But then you're, you're still doing it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you give up every day, but you I come know. back the next day. I know. But, I give up every okay, day. Okay, so you have one other thing in your ass, I believe, right? Oh, oh it was Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, well, the, the, it came out of my ass and jumped into your ass. Yeah. Well, the, the Tyler Perry thing was, I was looking some research up on him 
to answer my own questions that I had about like why Oprah pushes him and it does he have any opposition from vocal strong women and I just came across this little thing on I was looking him up on YouTube and I came across this thing that he had bought a 13 million dollar house it used to be 40 million but it went back on the market for 13 million and he bought it to just tear down. Now, why did he tear, to tear it down to presumably build another house? I assume he's just, yeah. He, he just bought, bought it, it and his intentions are to tear it down. Because, like, it's not, like, the way you say it, it sounds like he just bought it to tear it down just because he could. Like, and I'm he, rich enough. I can waste $13, well, you know, $13 million. The, 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 you know, because he, he was always the rags to riches story on yeah. Oprah. There's people that are starving, going to see his movies and paying. It, it, it just reminded me of the OJ case where OJ had never, OJ had never gone into these churches and and really followed black causes but when as soon as he was accused of this murder he went into all those black churches to get their support you okay, know? i don't think that that connection really tracks as much as you think it does i don't <laughs> well no my point is you know you know black people primarily go to see his movies they don't make the kind of money he does they mean his movies. He's teaching this stuff. But why okay? do you keep harping on the black thing and not the religious thing? Because that's the motivation to see the movie. It's not that they're... Well, then, my further thing goes into the religious thing, okay? Because then I, I looked up his Oprah stuff, I guess, in, in 2010. He came out and claimed that he was physically and sexually and emotionally abused as a child. Mm-hmm. To the point where he tried to kill himself. I believe I did hear that. Did you hear that? I think I, I vaguely recall reading something about that. Okay. Well, it says basically that he eventually found the inner strength to overcome his harrowing childhood and forgive his perpetrators. In 2010, he told Oprah that he was speaking out now in an effort to lift the shame for men who've endured similar abuse. He said he wasn't able to reveal the extent of his abuse until his mother died. Now he feels a tremendous sense that now it's time to take care of himself. He describes his childhood as a living hell. He endured repeated verbal assaults and physical beatings from his father. He says his father hated him so much and he couldn't understand why. He said he was sexually assaulted at age five or six by a neighbor and then by a male nurse in a hospital, by a man in church who used God and the Bible against me, and later by the mother of a friend. His predators know when a child is an easy mark. So basically, between the ages of five and six, he was... He's claiming that he was abused by... Several people, yeah. Yes, several people. people. And one of them was... Used God. It was a man in the church. Okay. He says, what got him through was the ability to leave myself and take his mind to a park until the abuse ended. That strategy usually worked, except for one horrendous beating from his father, which he said caused him to black out for three days. I I just want to say that if you're about to, like bring up something like fuck Tyler Perry you're getting less and less sympathetic here like you're like setting him up as like okay this guy really had some horrible no, shit happen to him and, now I said, I think, and I'm about to tell him to go fuck himself I think he says I think I died that day and he later tried to slit his wrists okay Again? Here's, here's here's my thing thing with it he said his his mother was because this ties in with Jody too you know claiming oh so you're, are you thinking he's lying about it no not that he's lying about it but it's become very, you know, cachet late in the last, you know, so many years to claim physical abuse and sexual what abuse. What the fuck it are you been. talking about? Okay, that logic only tracks if you're claiming that they're lying about it. If they actually were abused, then it's not chic. It's just they were abused. Okay, he said his mother was also abused by his father and was too passive to help. He told Oprah she did not have that backbone to stand up for herself, 
so certainly she couldn't stand up for me. Still, she was his saving grace because she took him to church and helped him find faith. She died in 2009. Now, what he's saying here is that his mother didn't stand up for him and help him from the abuse. She was his saving grace because she took him to the church where the man had sexually abused him. So she couldn't stand up to the father that was beating him. It sounds more like he's referring to church in the general sense in the second case where he's saying his mom is the one who introduced him to God, which is the force that allowed him to, to get through the abuse, which is what a good thing that religion does. He says, does. as a result of the repeated abuse, Perry became violent, burning down a house and a car, stealing and being kicked out of school, and he has intimacy and sexual problems. His life started to turn around at 28 when he finally confronted his father on the phone and told him how the abuse affected him. His father felt no remorse and implied the beatings were helpful. Perry forgave him, saying the st same strength that took it took to take it is the same amount of strength that it takes to let it go. Perry financially supports his father because his mother always said, honor your father and mother, but he doesn't care about seeing or hearing from him again. You know what's weird about that? And you, you wouldn't know this from not because as you haven't seen the movies, but a lot of the Medea ethos, when it, specifically when it comes to child rearing, is, and I guess he would probably just say a firm hand, but almost to the extent of child beating. Like, she's always, like, hitting the kids. Like, whenever she's watching the nie nieces and nephews and shit, she's always talking about, like, I'm going to give you the back of my hand and sort of the stick, you know, whatever you call spare the rod, spoil the child, that, right. that sort of parenting. So to know that he went through what that actually is, because that's not a valid thing. That is right. just child abuse. But the fact that he actually went through it and that he still advocates that essentially in his movies, that seems weird to me. Well, my point of it is he's done all these movies and he said he didn't come, he didn't come out till 2010, just a few years ago, and, and, and say all of this. I would be inclined to believe that some of his things that he does with women in his movies is acting his his anger issues out towards his mother. Well, I mean, I don't want to psychoanalyze a guy like that. I think that's that very well might be the case, but I don't know enough about him to say that. I Well, just because okay, he experienced this, you know, great. I do have empathy for him. Okay? Well, I it's am, not great. It's really terrible. I no, well, I'm an adult survivor of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse, yeah. okay, as a child. I would never disabuse someone's story or you said, oh, do I, I don't say he's lying. But what I'm saying is he does not in turn then have the right to turn around and teach women to stay in abuse because that's what his movies are doing. His movies are saying stay in abusive relationships. Well, based on what you're saying, it sounds like he used religion to help himself through his life, which is perfectly valid as far as it goes. But the consequences of that religious worldview happens to perpetuate the very thing that led to his shitty life in the first place. But he's not cognizant of that because all he sees in the context of religion is the thing that helped him. So then he's teaching that to other people, not realizing that that's spreading something even e e the same kind of well, evil that led to him being. It was the also place. the thing that uh, brought more abuse to his life because a man in the church that used God and the Bible, he says, yeah, but every every kid, every, every kid who him. is molested by a priest doesn't like renounce Catholicism. A I lot would, do. Many, a lot, many no, do. many do to the point where, and I would question. Those that Many don't. renounce God because they can't understand where was God. Yeah, not when I say when I say question those. I would. I mean, I would. I'm curious. Those that don't, I'm curious to see why they don't. Not, I mean, not that I would judge them for, for not doing so, but it's it would be strange to me not to. But there are people that their faith remains even through that. So I don't think that's necessarily you know nefarious what you're talking about. I think it's just you know it seems kind of a natural reaction from a 
from the perspective of, of the way religious people think. It just struck me as odd, because I had not heard yeah. that ever, that he came out and said... But but that's like when you watch his movies, and from a perspective that's not religious, it seems creepy to you, but to somebody that's in that worldview, it makes perfect sense. I think that is more just like, you can't fathom the way somebody like that thinks. Well, like, where I said it's 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 become par for the course for celebrities to come out and talk about their the horrific childhoods, Mackenzie Phillips... Uh, came out a few years back. She wrote the book High on Arrival. Mm. She claims her father he had an incestuous relationship. Well, you know, all the people around her, her other sisters and family say, no, it didn't happen. I, I will go way more into that because there's a lot of background in that whole family. They're all connected with Manson and Black Dahlia case as yeah. well, Steve Hodell. I'm kind of making drawbacks and connecting those to the, the cult cases with ritual. There's all a lot of cult cases that have uh, ritualistic abuse of children as a common denominator that people have never heard of. (laughs) Okay, well, on that unexpectedly somber note, I'm going to go into something stupid because I have my asshole of the week. Uh, We debuted this last week. And again, I wish I had a better segue that wasn't so maudlin as child abuse, but whatever. Normally, my asshole of the week is somebody that I think is an asshole. Somebody I think that's a jerk that I want to highlight last week. It was Tyler Perry. But this week... My asshole of the week is a literal asshole, if you're gathering what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Well, like last week, it was an asshole, but it was a person who I'm calling an asshole. This week, my asshole is an actual asshole featured in the news that I would like to talk about. An actual man's ass in the news that is my asshole of the week. See, it is a literal asshole as opposed to a figurative asshole. Okay, what the fuck are you getting at? I don't know what Story from the Huffington Post. A man in China's southeastern Guangdong province admitted himself to a local hospital after he reportedly got a live eel stuck inside of him. According to British tabloid The Sun, the man inserted the 20-inch-long Asian swamp eel into his anus after seeing it done in a porn movie. Oh, dear lord. And he had to endure all-night surgery to have it extracted. First, what fucked up porn in China... <laughs> Well, has eels well, no, going no, no, up no, inside no, 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 people. No, 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 they've got tentacle porn. That's Japan. That's Japanese. That's different. Okay, excuse me. This, That's I have to mention, it's live action. It's actually How racist fl- of me. Well, you can't tell Chinese and Japanese people <laughs> apart by their porn, so yeah, you are a racist. <laughs> but anyway, what the fuck? Okay, but according to how post addresses of the bloggers post on Chinese message board forum, mop.com, the eel reportedly chewed through the man's colon perforating his large intestine and became stuck in his body cavity. Oh, God. Yes. Graphic x-ray image shows how far inside the eel was when the man came into treatment. Um, yeah. The medical members say the eel, which was simply trying to find its way out, was alive when removed, but died shortly thereafter, I'm guessing out of shame. And then the man is still recovering and may face animal cruelty charges. May. Fucking should. I don't care about animals at all. I eat them on a daily basis. I still think this guy should go to jail for something. But that's my asshole of the week. What do you think of that? Well, I'm never shocked by what people will do for sexual thrill. That's one weird... I don't know if it's even... If you call it a fear. I guess you would call it a fear. Like, I've always had this thing because, like, I sleep in, in, on the couch or in the bed or whatever. I always have this fear, like, there are animals somewhere and they're going to be, like, crawling up in one of my holes somewhere. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to wake up and there'll be, like, a snake just in my mouth. Like, what, the, what the fuck? Or like, you know, I don't know, just like a fly crawling into my eyeball or, you know, a roach in my ear or something. You know, and this, it's just like, I'm, because I I wondered, like, did he, I don't know, did he admit it at first? Like, yeah, I saw this in a porno movie, I did this. Because to me, that's my greatest fear. I wake up and there's Neo crawling up my ass. This guy's doing it to himself. I don't know, that, that, I guess you've got nothing for that, but. You've got nothing for that. Well, I mean, you, you, you got me off track when I was talking back about Jody and the claiming 
that is she claiming she got an eel up her ass? No, she's well. She's claiming that you know that she suffered basing sexual abuse at the hands of Travis. All right, their very first sexual encounter, he went down on her, and then he's like covering rose petals down the hallway and all around the tub. And bathing her. And she's she's on the stand says all the sex was consensual. And you, you see her smiling and stuff when she talks about it. And, you know, she's leading every conversation that she has. And when they discuss the tossed salad thing, he's, he says, I never jerked off until I met you. Then he says, you know, I, okay. I'm not into that. But for you, I'd do it any time. Let me just make sure. Who's tossing whose salad here? He Travis said that he was he would do that to her. Okay, okay, good. Because he said I'm not. He he said I'm not into that at all. They're evidently dudes that that like the other way, and I've never understood that. But you know, he, even the, 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 the thing way, that they're trying to prove that he was sexually a monster is he says in the sex tape she has actually two orgasms before he even has his one on the on the either these from Toss Salad or no? No. Okay. They're just talking to each other and basically, you know Oh it's it's other. phone sex. Okay. It's phone sex. He says when you come you sound like a twelve year old girl having her first orgasm. It's so hot. And See, so that's where they're saying And that's another T word, but I can't use twelve year old girl. Well that's what they're that's where they're saying, you know, and she's claiming that he wanted her to wear the Spider-Man underwear. But on that same te- tape, he says, I don't like Spider-Man. I mean, it's just she's just pulling little bits and pieces. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So they don't have him on record saying Spider-Man underwear. That's something she just made up. Yeah. Where did this concept And then of Spider- apparently in the texts, there's texts back and forth where she says, I'm bringing the Spider-Man underwear. So she's claiming that she was so horrified that she found him jerking off to pictures of little boys. But... She is wearing the Spider-Man underwear for him. She's wearing her hair in pigtails. But now, is this Spider-Man under like underoos, or is it like? I, no, she where she got this idea. She's had years to come up with this shit. Okay, where she where she got that was from the Charlie's Angels movie, well, no, the Cameron Diaz scene where oh, she's okay. dancing. Well, because they have lingerie that actually is patterned after the women of comic books. So that's why I was asking. But no, they all, yeah, no, this is supposedly, you know, it's just Spider-Man underwear. And, uh, you know, she's trying to make him sound like a pedophile. She drove thousands of miles to him to have sex with him after this phone sex tape. And so now what they're figuring is, and what I've believed all along, is that he tried to break it off. He told her, don't come here. You know, I don't, I, I'm trying to, I'm going to my bishop. I, I don't want to have sex. I want to get over this. This is sin. I don't want to do this. And she blackmailed him. She said, I'll tell everybody you're a, you're a pedophile. And that's when she exposed, I, I taped us. And this is what you said. And it doesn't sound good. That's when he wrote in these texts, I've never been more betrayed. You're evil. All of the nasty stuff. Yeah. Prior to that, there's no, there's no instances of him ever with any other woman, with her, in her journals, in his journals. No instances of any talk like that. Mm. Negative talk, talking her down, any of that. Okay, so the Asian swamp eel, also known as the rice eel or the rice patty eel, is a snake-shaped fish that is commonly sold live at food markets in East Asian countries. They sell it live to eat, but this man put it up his ass. Yeah, (laughs) and it's uh, reported on the Huffington Post. Yes. Is the Huffington Post not supposed to, not known for its 
political Well, this is know, their news, weird news section. This is, right. this is their goofball news section. Well, this goes back to where you are constantly saying, we do this to ourselves. We don't do this to ourselves. We do not numb ourselves down, okay? The, it's all done. This is a science now, okay? This, the reason that there's so much porn on the internet is because it pacifies. It keeps a large group of people. There we go. We know these people will go by that base instinct, and they'll need that. Porn will take care no, of them. No, the reason that there's so much porn on the internet is because the internet is the free market in its purest, rawest form, free of all sort of corporate or federal regulation or anything. It's just basically the Wild West of our id. It is what we are. It is the perfect reflection of what the human race is. It's not that it's controlled by some Orwellian body. Yes, at facets of it are. There is, you know, corporate domination of various elements of it, but there is no... To- that's the thing. There cannot be total control of that entity. It is a thing unto itself, and it is as depraved and as amazing as the human species is. I disagree. I, they can shut it down if they want to. They've got the access no, to shut it down. No, we can shut it down if you want to. Remember when they tried to pass SOPA, and then the internet went down for an entire day? Because the actual people on the internet... Fucking just boycott. No, no more internet today because you're trying to pass a lot of restrictions. That's people power. Which you say we don't have. Well, I didn't fucking have the capacity to boycott the internet. I didn't turn it off. I was just out of the internet for the day. I was like, fuck the anti-SOPA people. I don't like SOPA either, but I want to fucking watch porn today, and I can't. Well, basically, I wanted. I was talking about connections and I, how I make connections. I wanted to read a, a small thing from Brigham, the actual quote from Brigham Young. And Do you have it ready? Yes. Okay, well, go ahead. Yeah, this basically, this is, this is talking about in the, in the documents from Brigham Young about blood atonement and, and the proper use of it or whatever. It says, suppose you found your brother in bed with your wife and put a javelin through both of them. You would be justified, and they would atone for their sins and be received into the kingdom of God. The imagery. Okay. Throw I a would, javelin in between and hit them both. I would at once do so in such a case and under such circumstances. I have no wife whom I love so well that I would not put a javelin through her heart. And I would do it with clean hands. I know when you hear my brethren telling about cutting people off from the earth that you consider it strong doctrine. But it is to save them, not to destroy them. All mankind love themselves. And let these principles be known by an individual and he would be glad to have his blood shed. That would be loving themselves, even unto an eternal uh, exaltation. Will you love your brothers and sisters likewise when they have committed a sin that cannot be atoned for without the shedding of their blood? Will you love that man or woman well enough to shed their blood? That is what Jesus Christ meant. I could refer you to plenty of instances where men have been righteously slain in order to atone for their sins. I have seen scores and hundreds of people for whom there would have been a chance. If their lives had been taken and their blood spilled on the ground as a smoking incense to the Almighty, but who are now angels to the devil. I have known a great many men who have left this church for whom there is no chance whatever for exaltation, but if their blood had been spilled, it would have been better for them. This is loving our neighbor as ourselves. If he needs help, help him. And if he wants salvation and it is necessary to spill his blood on the earth in order that he may be saved, spill it. If you have sinned a sin requiring the shedding of blood, except the sin unto death, would not be satisfied nor rest until your blood should be spilled, that you might gain that salvation you desire that is the way to love mankind. This quote, death is the greatest form of love. That comes from Charles Manson. This is a letter on the stand. Susan Atkins said 
How can it not be right when it's done with love? And this is a letter that was written to Ronnie Howard. Ronnie Howard was one of the women, two women that Susan confessed to when she was in jail before they knew that it was the Manson family that did this. It says, hello, I can see your side of this clearly now, nor am I mad at you. I am hurt in a way I only understand. I blame nobody but myself for ever any saying anything to anybody about it. My attorney is going to go on insanity. Yes, I wanted the world to know M. That's Manson. It sure looks like they do now. There was a so-called motive behind all this. It was to instill fear into the pigs and to bring on Judgment Day, which is here now for all. In the first place, there are no strangers to me or M in the world killed. The only thing that dies is the ego. All ego must die any way it is written. Yes, it could have been your house. It could have been my father's house also. In killing someone physically, you are only releasing the soul. Life has no boundaries and death is only an illusion. If you can believe in the second coming of Christ, M is he who has come to save. Insanity is reality and not caring. When you truly love, you do not care about anyone or anything. You just love. M does not care. I know this to be the truth. Maybe this will help you to understand. I am not going to fight this. I will let my attorney do that. I am going to save my soul. Body, my soul is housed in, can be destroyed for all I care. To live forever is all I want, and I really don't care about that. I did not admit to being into, into the second house because I was not in the second house. I went before the grand jury because my attorney said your testimony was, testimony was enough to convict me and all the others. He also said it was my only chance to save myself. Then I was out to save myself. I have gone through some changes since then. I am ceasing to be inside rather than seeming to be. I have been going through changes about feeling guilty about testifying and all that has happened. For me to say I am sorry is not enough for me. I have been dying a little more every day, giving up my useless thoughts. I know now it has all been perfect. Yes, we are beyond petty caring. Love is also beyond limits. These people died not out of hate or anything ugly. I am not going to defend our beliefs. I am just telling you the way it is. I am also content here. My are you going to read the whole fucking letter? Jesus fucking it's Christ. Short. My attorney gives me money. He deposited 20 in my account. As I write you, I feel more at ease. This is the part where when I first you heard you. Did you there, maybe? <laughs> no. When I first heard you, how she's going on about they kill these people because they loved them. Yeah. So basically, that's blood atonement. And but how, the part, the important part, read that. Yeah, it says, when I heard you were the informer, I wanted to slit your throat. I snapped that I was the real informer and it was my throat I wanted to cut. Well, that's over with now as I let the past die away from my mind. You know it would turn out okay in the end. M or no M, Sadie or no Sadie, love will still run forever. I'm giving up me to become that love a little more every day. Changes, changes, only love if forever changing. Cease to exist. Just come and say you love me. As I say I love you or should say I love me, my love in you. Write me. <laughs> okay, you know, the wonderful thing about a podcast is it's on the internet. Mm -hmm. So you could have easily just said, "Here's a link to that thing." No, because <laughs> they could have read no, it. My God, no! You, you you need to let me fucking do what I do, and you fucking do what you do. You just talked about a goddamn eel crawling up a guy's ass, <laughs> but okay? it was two short no. paragraphs. And you all know because you always want to say that's not a connection. That's a connection. Well, I I, I mean I don't fuck. think I could see the connection thematically, but that's just ritual sacrifice is a part of all religion on at some point in the scope of it. My point is Manson wasn't a religion. He wasn't making a religion any more than L. Ron Hubbard was making a religion. But no, but they, they use the rhetoric of religion. And yeah, it is. I mean, I think 
your no, point. No, when we have these arguments and discussions about cults and whatever, you always say, well, that religion's no different than that one or no worse. Than yeah, there are worse. No, but no, when I say that, you misunderstand me. I'm not saying the cults aren't bad because of that. I'm saying the religions are that much worse. They're all as fucking evil as Manson, as Scientology. And that's my that's my whole point. When you say we do this to ourselves, we drug ourselves into oblivion and apathy. No, we don't. These programs in our central intelligence agency were created ages ago and they were designed to do just what they've done. What were they designed to do? They were designed to... to to figure out how we think. They to were designed out how to control to, us. Exactly. To manipulate that which is already inside of us. And then, no. To they, give they, us, essentially, what we want. And they did that. To no. give us what we want. To give us what we want. That's all it is. That's all cults are. They give you what, what you want and then ultimately redefine what you want by... It's like Stockholm Syndrome. It's the way they indoctrinate people into a cult. They dehumanize them and then they start giving them kindness until... They identify with the oppressor, and then they reshape themselves to want that. It's all about manipulating our desires, but you have to have a baseline of us wanting that to happen before it happened. It's all, it starts with us. It doesn't start with that. It doesn't start with the oppressor. It doesn't start with the external. It starts with the internal. Whatever. Well, no. I mean, you, you can't just say that, and then I, because I disagree, it's whatever. Well... I don't want to get into Scientology until we after we talk about our other thing. Well, because our movie, which again, I was setting up before all that. I mean, to me, it's just, I, I do like the imagery of the javelin going into two people at once. But other than that, it's like Christ dying on the cross. That's death for love. That's, it's all, that's what religion is all about. But anyway, our movie is Rock of Ages, which uh, is an old movie. I mean, it came out last year. It's been on DVD for a while. And we watched it. We watched the extended cut this week. And we both loved the shit out of it, didn't we? Do you well, know I don't know if I'd say I Are you done, are you done with the podcast? Do you not no, want to talk I don't anymore? Say, no, I'm setting up my next thing. I don't know if I would say that I loved it. I didn't love it as much as you did. Yeah. I enjoyed myself, being that I fully and totally expected to hate it on multiple reasons. I really like musicals. I've always liked musicals. When I was younger, there was a friend of my mother's who was who played piano. So one day he was playing the piano and I, I stood up, I guess, and sang, I don't remember this, but I sang the entire soundtrack to West Side Story. And I knew all the words and all of the dances. And he was just shocked and flabbergasted. Now, now I can't remember words to songs. I need, If I go to karaoke, I have to have the words up there mm-hmm. because I can't remember them. But I love musicals. I've always loved... So, now, I don't like uh, music as much as you do. It's yeah. not as, as important to my life. Like, you listen to a lot more music. Well, what about Jukebox musicals specifically? Like, did you like Mamma Mia? Or did you even see Mamma Mia? Um, well, I liked Mamma Mia. I saw Mamma Mia. Well, I, do, I always liked ABBA. You know, that music kind of growing yeah. up. It's, it's sort of my, my time. But Colin Firth was in it. Yeah. Or Moulin Rouge as well. Now, Moulin Rouge, I liked... Which I cannot fucking stand. Uh, Moulin Rouge, I liked the way... I really liked his other movie. Uh, Strictly Ballroom. Uh, Strictly Ballroom. See, oh, I, I fell I, in love with Strictly Ballroom. I hate Baz Luhrmann with a passion. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I just, I didn't know who he was when I saw Strictly Ballroom, and I just fell in love with. Well, in I'm, fact, I'm forcing you to see Great Gatsby, and you're just gonna be like through the whole thing. Oh well, because it, no, Leo DiCaprio is playing Gatsby as J. Edgar Fucking Hoover, and I'm uh, just gonna be like, I'm going to hate it. All Baz Luhrmann. Uh, no, no. Uh, in fact, Strictly Ballroom was the first of his movies that I ever. Yeah. Saw, and I liked it so much that I followed the guy that was in that to a horrible movie 
Oh, Exit to Eden. What's her head? Oh, okay. Um, Exit, not East of Eden with Rosie O'Donnell and Dominatrix outfit. Yes. Exit to Eden. That's it. No, that's East of Eden. No, East of Eden is the James Dean movie. Oh, I thought they were both called East of Eden. No, Exit to Eden. Exit to Eden? Is the Anne Rice book. With Dan Aykroyd and yes. Rosie O'Donnell? That's Dan, Exit to Eden? It's called Exit to Eden. Oh, I yes. don't remember that other guy in that. Okay. Yes, he's the guy that is with Dana Delaney. Oh, okay. I, I only saw Strictly Barham once. But... He, yeah, he's, he's and I thought he was cute, and so I watched that movie. And I, at that time, I had also read all of Anne Rice's books. But, uh, no, it, I thought Strictly Ballroom, and I still, I watch it at least once a year. There's certain movies that I will watch yeah. at least once a year. Bridget Jones' Diary, Love Actually, and Strictly Ballroom is one of those. But, no, Moulin Rouge, I loved the look of it. I thought it was a beautiful movie. Nicole Kidman was good in it. I generally don't like her. Still uh, as the highest a, as paid actress in Hollywood. I just, I generally, she, I did like her in that one based on the woman that killed the guy uh, to die for. Oh, yeah. I liked her in that. And I really liked her in uh, Far and Away, actually. I don't think I've actually ever seen Far and Away. Yeah, now see, that was, they met, her and Tom Cruise yeah. met in... I think that might have been the movie. They... No, no, that was the one that Ron Howard did that after they met. I don't know if they were married at that point. Maybe, maybe it was that. I'll have to look it I up. I thought it was. Now, see, in that movie, they, that was charming, and they had, a, you could see an attraction, you could yeah. feel an attraction. And then they, when they did... Um, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut, yes, there was just nothing. There was, oh, it was just... Well, by that point, wasn't the marriage sort of ending? I think it was, too, but, and also, I think the characters in that were supposed to be having some strife. Also, it's Stanley Kubrick, one of the most overrated directors on the planet. Well, he's dead now, so he's technically under the planet, but... Sort of six feet in, but... Well, and, and a connection with... Have you ever seen the stuff on Kubrick where it says that he actually filmed the fake moon landing? Oh, no. Have you no. ever seen that? <laughs> yeah. Look that, look that up online or I can... Uh... Well, that was going to be one of my... Well, because I don't... I, that's not really a cryptid, but that's a conspiracy theory. But I was going to maybe start doing, like, fake conspiracy theories to combat your authentic ones. So that was well, actually, if you do that, I'm going to recommend the uh, work of Dave McGowan because he has a whole series on on the moon landing. But anyway, well, well no, my thing about uh, I did like the look of Moulin Rouge, but with, back, getting back to Rock of Ages, I can't say that Tom Han- uh, Tom Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise makes this movie for me. But what works for me as a whole, there's movies that I if I see Tom Cruise in a movie, I won't go see it because it's just for the last ten years he hasn't been in anything since the Tropic Thunder movie. I really liked him in that. And And, this is Tropic Thunder, the same writer as... Right, which I I did not know. I didn't know until after I had seen it. And it has Alec Baldwin, can't stand Alec Baldwin. And it has Russell Brand, I can't stand Russell Brand. So going into it, I was sort of biased to not like it. The two kind of main characters, I didn't even know who the hell they were. But I like Catherine Zeta-Jones. My one complaint about the movie is that she's totally underused. She's... Well, to be fair, though, she's not uh, an original... I mean, she's an original character. She's not actually in the the play that it's based on. Right. So she it's... is kind of shoehorned in a bit. It doesn't matter. Exactly. They, I'll take they shoehorned wrote... Catherine Zeta-Jones over no Catherine They Zeta-Jones. wrote her in, give her something to do. She's a kick-ass dancer. And the scene that they have her in is just... It just, it doesn't work. It's It, it could have been so much See, better. But that works for me in the same way that the whole movie works for me, which is in the middle of that scene, and they're singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Brian Cranston, who plays her husband, who's like the mayor and this sort of religious type, he goes into the other room, and his secretary bends him over the table and starts spanking him with a ruler, and the spanking is the percussion of the song. And like... 
every, the whole movie is infused with moments, like, absurd, did I just fucking see that, moments like that. Like, did they just do it that way? Did they just turn that into something ingenious? And to me, that made the movie. Just the ensemble and the way that they use the music in it, and it doesn't insult my intelligence. It's It told a story well. So many things like this that utilize music. I mean, the thing that, that sells a, a Quentin Tarantino movie is his soundtracks. Yeah. That brings you in. It, I hadn't seen, uh, never seen Jackie Brown until like a year ago. I'd never seen it. It's one of my least favorite of his movies. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's it's good, but no. The the very beginning of that movie when she she's going to walk and you know going through the airport to that song, it's just perfect. It it just leads you right in, and not many people do that well. Well, that's my only thing with that movie. It's it's a love letter to a genre of film that I don't particularly like. So it's like I can't really dig on it the way I can other ones. But well, uh, and but this movie, Rock of Ages, as I said, I wasn't expecting to like it, but it never bored me. Not and it was a long movie, but it just it doesn't yeah over two hours yes it doesn't really bore you it doesn't bore you as much as this podcast is going to bore people you know and I think because you mentioned I hated Russell Brand as well before I mean I wouldn't say hated I I I've not really liked the movie he's been in I until now I can't stand him I don't think I he's find good. him personally charming I just haven't liked him in movies but here he fits so well into the movie you talk about like Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand have this moment where they have this like beautiful gay love ballad to each other and it's like. It just comes out of nowhere, and it's just awesome. And the whole movie's like that. Just that came out of nowhere, and it's awesome. You know, Tom Cruise singing into the woman's ass, the, the passionate love ballad. And well, and then the the, the part where... Which, why um, do you hate Alec Baldwin? I don't know. <laughs> I really, like, I just don't care for him. I The first thing I ever saw him in... I liked him when he was younger. When I was a kid was The Shadow, and I was like, I love that movie. Alec Baldwin's awesome. And then it was the Glengarry Glen Ross, and it's like, Alec Baldwin is awesome. No, um, I liked him when he was younger. I just, I don't know. There's something about him that just, I don't. Plus, you never watched Thirty Rock. You would fall no, in love with him again. I think. I don't know. I know. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give all that a try. But that, yeah, the Alec Baldwin thing seems. I can understand Russell Brand even Tom Cruise to a certain extent, even though I love him. But yeah, the Alec Baldwin thing I didn't get. But the part about where they're where they're in the strip club and he's Tom Cruise is the rock god guy and he's yeah. basically. Seducing yeah. the main character. A sequence that is not actually in the theatrical release if you saw it in theaters. It's only on the Blu ray extended edition. Oh, it's not on the regular DVD? No, it's not. It's only the, the extended On the Blu ray, yeah. okay. Oh, well then. Well, you know what? I'll bet you people will put it on YouTube. I imagine, yeah. If you, if you I could probably up, find it right now, yeah. Yeah, if, if you look up, you know, deleted scenes yeah. or whatever. And I thought that scene made the movie, essentially. It encapsulated the themes of the movie perfectly. Well, he's in a strip club, basically, and they're, he's basically seducing her to rock you like a hurricane. You know, with all the rumors of him being gay, there's just so much heat in this scene. I mean, he is selling. You haven't seen that. You know, I don't care if he's gay or not, you know. Yeah. That him being gay doesn't trouble me. Him being a Scientologist fucking well, troubles me. Neither <laughs> so, of those things trouble me, but go on with your point. But, no, well, no, because he's using his platform. But go on with your, we'll get to that later. Go on with your, this point. Okay. My, my point is we haven't seen this in many gay actors that cross over, you know, to play. Uh, you've seen it in Rupert Everett. He can, he can pull But again, off. you're only assuming he's gay. We don't actually necessarily. True. He's never said he's gay. I don't necessarily believe he's gay even. I think that's. He just basically had heat in this and movie. And in fact, yeah, after this movie, I don't think he's gay. I'm fairly certain he's not, but. You saw it in, in Montgomery Cliff. You know, Montgomery Cliff did that, where he could mm. be a love interest and pull that off. Yeah. Well, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs>
Well, you wanted to talk about Scientology as part of your conspiracy corner this week. Yes, I did. <laughs> so why don't you do that? <laughs> well, basically, we were talking about Tom Cruise, that I didn't care if he was gay, but I care that he's a Scientologist. The reason I care that he's a Scientologist is because Scientology is not a religion or a kooky cult or just some nonsensical thing that this guy made up, which that's how it's it's painted, and that's how they get away with doing what they're doing. Scientology is dangerous. It, we know that the creator of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, we know that uh, L. Ron Hubbard is, was Navy intelligence. He was connected with a lot of crazy people. So that's people. Like, like the CIA of the seas, basically. Yeah. That's well, okay, the original CIA, okay. Plots to assassinate blue whales and shit. People think of CIA now. They have a misconception of what the CIA was. Before the CIA was what it is today, we, every part of the military had their own, basically, intelligence operation. Uh-huh. Okay, their intelligence gathering. Navy had theirs, Army had theirs. Okay, and the Army CIA had... was the thing that coalesced them all together. Exactly. And they originally didn't have operating authority and so forth and so forth. Exactly. That's all been established. Right. Let's go back to Scientology. Okay. So we know that L. Ron Hubbard was Navy intelligence. Okay. Okay, so he took basically, you know, those same techniques he took into building this religion was. Um, and there's a, everybody knows the quote about, that he made about, if you want to get famous, build a religion. So that that's what they used to say, oh, you know, this was just made up, he made it up to make money or whatever. But there's also a very little known quote from 1959, it's a policy letter that he, that he wrote, remember one thing, we are not running a business, we are running a government. We are in direct control of people's lives. Now, Scientology fights with you know, there's the famous fights with Tom Cruise fighting with the psychology, you know, yeah. Well, they fight with everybody that fucks with them, basically. Well, they, yes, they do. They fight, but they fight with drugs. Supposedly, they don't believe in, yeah. you know... Well, that was what the Tom Cruise thing with Brooke Shields is about. Exactly. Postpartum repression medication and stuff like that. But basically, they're all offshoots of the same giant octopus. The CIA, there's a, a, a famous document called the Kubark document. Spelled K-U-B-A-R-K. It's it's little known, but it it itself is a direct offshoot of MK Ultra. <clears throat> Everything is a direct offshoot of originally Operation Paperclip. Then that became MK Ultra. They so had... so Yo Gabba Gabba. How does that fit into <laughs> Operation Paperclip? I'll find a way. Okay, underneath this Operation Paperclip, they had they had Chatter. They had Operation Bluebird. They had Operation Artichoke. Those were all different things within, like, the Navy had chatter. And, you know, Bluebird was a different aspect okay, of it. Okay, but go back to the okay. Kubark document and, they all and studied, what well, they, they were all within that. They're all within the Kubark document. The Kubark document, <clears throat> it's all, they're all offshoots of the Okay, what document. is it, what does it mean to do with Scientology, for the love of fuck? Okay, because the Kub, what the Kubark document is, it's the oldest known manual on counterintelligence interrogation. Okay. Okay. Every every manual that dealt with interrogation, torture techniques, or whatever, is an offshoot of the Kubark document. That was formed in 1967. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, 1963. Then the offshoot of that manual was the Human Resource Exploitation Manual that was used in 1983. And that was used in between 1982 and 1987. Okay. Basically, they those are the manuals that deal exclusively with torture. These are the the things that were used in Cheney. Cheney used them. Yeah. Basically, they're, they're just all playing from uh, the original playbook. 
It's nothing new. You know, everybody says Cheney authorized torture or whatever. No, Cheney, yes, he made it easier and he, he put the, he got it okay. Okay, unless Cheney's a Scientologist. <laughs> No, you got to you got to bring this back on track. The techniques that are taught in the in the Kubark document are exactly the same as the auditing in used in Scientology. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean th- I mean any cult ultimately works from the same playbook. You dehumanize a person, you break them down and then you build them back up as the person you want them to be. That's what a that's what right. a religion is. And my point is the original cults because we didn't have cults like this in the 20s and the 30s. Well, we, had, okay. we had religions. They were we the didn't thing. have, no, we did not have cults like Jim Jones, like Manson cult. Oh, yeah, yeah, we kind of no, did. No, we did not. Like, Where? that's like, Name well, like the Seventh day Adventists started out as a cult. Calvinists, they've, there have been cults throughout history. You could argue that the, the, you know, the Amish and the Mennonites are a cult. You can, you can argue, I mean, but there are, you know, offshoots, just fringe people who take a you know, religious or otherwise dogmatic belief and run with it throughout all American history, British history, Protestantism started out as a cult. Okay, the other similarities, though, between like Scientology and the Central Intelligence Agency is how the CIA always names theirs things operations. Yeah. Well, so does Scientology. Scientology has a group, it's called the Guardian's Office. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically the Scientology CIA. In the background of Scientology, they gather information. It's very important within the org- the organization, the higher-ups of Scientology, to gather information. That's what auditing is. Auditing is, is very structured. It's They get all these celebrities, and they basically ask very personal questions. They get information on them. Mm-hmm. They gather information, which is what the CIA does. Okay. Used, they use the same techniques, the exact same techniques. Okay. Just, just a few. There's... Tons of them, but the, just a few of the operations in Scientology are Operation Big Mouth, Operation Bulldozer Leak, Bunny Bust, Cat, Chaos Leak, China Shop, Cutthroat, Daniel and Dynamite, Devil's Wop, Fickle, Freak Out, Funny Bone, Information, Italian Fog. Oh, sorry, what was this kettle. list again? Is this, this is a you're having a stroke? What is this? They're called operations. These okay, operations, operations. And these are the Scientology operations. These are the Scientology operations. These are not CIA okay, operations. Okay, but at the same time, the same tactics don't necessarily denote a connection. Marketing uses the same strategy of, you know, Lenin in terms of propaganda, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all all marketing is communism. You know, it's it's just, just the... If it works, it works. If it works in one context, it might work in another context. I don't get your point. I don't get the connection. So they both use the term operation. No, they both use the same learned techniques to gather information. Yeah, because they work. But that doesn't mean the CIA created Scientology. Okay, MKUltra studied not only drug use, and but, you know, the ability to manipulate, use drugs, hypnotize people, or to control people's behavior. That's what MKUltra was. It was yeah. just a big project to, with min, hundreds of offshoots and changes, yes. to control and, you know, manipulate behavior. Yes. That's what that was about. And they studied things like psychic driving and remote viewing. Scientology does the same thing. Okay. Basically, the techniques within in their auditing are the exact same techniques that are used. Okay, but the same kind of liturgy. And they were using them long before we, as a, as a society, knew about MKUltra. Okay, but to bring it back to religion, the same kind of liturgy and ceremony exists between Judaism oh, and, Ca- and Catholicism. Shit. They're not the same thing. Bullshit. Bullshit, Ben. No, you you have someone who 
knows about these techniques, and then they turn around and 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 they're used. Well, yeah. You know? No, because. The whole world didn't know about these techniques, okay? It's just like Manson. Where did fucking Man- where did he get the ability to hypnotize these large groups of people? He didn't hypnotize An ex-fucking them. con. He just he just charismatically no. convinced them to do is it to do what he No, it's like he did it's not like, charismatically well, no, convinced but, but them. Like, I'm fucking charismatic. Like I don't have a cult following. It's like my blog. My I read an article the other day about how like Funny or Die uses certain keywords that have nothing to do with their site in order to get. Uh, search engine hits. They use like they have like sex and boobs and rape porn and all this like horrible shit that people just happen to search out on Google, so that their sites will come up first if you search that. I read that and I read that article and the gist of it was, look how horrible they are. I read that article and said, ooh, I need to figure out how to do that for my blog. And I'm, now I'm doing that on my blog. So when people search for sex or boobs, not I didn't use rape videos, but those certain keywords, those heightened, those those porn related keywords, my site will come up more. So, like, I use that tactic, but I'm not funnierdie.com. I'm not an affiliate. I just, I took that thing and applied it to my end. That does not imply, correlation does not imply causation. It doesn't apply, uh, that's not a connection. In, in your opinion, there is, is no possible way. Okay, you're going to go all the way back, all the way to the furthest extreme, where you're not just taking my point, which I made, which is that just because someone uses the same tactics as someone else doesn't necessarily mean they are connected. That's the point I'm making, but you're going to take it to a strawman argument of, I'm denying this in all cases, in all possible ways. No, I'm just saying in this particular case... Where where is this strawman? A strawman is when you create an argument... I know what a strawman is. Well, that's what you're doing. No, every single time we have any discussion, it's like, I'm building this big strawman. Because you do. Where the fuck is he? You do. It's It's like when I question anything about... Anything you say about Kennedy, you act like, so Oswald must have acted alone, right? And it's like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that on this specific point, you don't have the evidence to back up what you're saying. Oh, but then, then who was the, 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 fuck, I mean, how did he get the, blah, blah? how did he get his money? How did he get this? And it's like, fuck you, that's not what I'm arguing. You just, you, you try to move, you try to characterize my point into one that you know you can disprove, rather than actually handle what I'm actually saying. Which is that you're not making the connection you think you're making. I may not be making the connection you think I think I'm making. Or I may not be making a connection or whatever that makes sense. Okay, then you think I think I think you think whatever. No, no, but the bottom line, there is a connection. There is a connection. Okay, just like, okay, for instance, uh, you, you have Michael Aquino. And the McMartin case. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, it, it, he wasn't in the, he was in the Presidio case, but basically, he had all these children coming out in you know the eighties saying that they were abused and it was ritualistic satanic abuse. Okay. Okay. They were you know were underground tunnels. They were taken here, there. So and then you you've got Michael Aquino who is he he is a, a an admitted Satanist. He's the head of this the, the Temple of Set. Okay, and he was directly accused of being involved in that. Okay. Okay. Now they found connections. They found the the little girl that said that that she was taken knew their home, identified the things in their home. Okay. Okay, but then it's like they brought out the big you know satanic panic thing, and you know don't they didn't believe the children, and none of these. Michael Kina wrote that psychological manual. Okay, but again, you're you're bringing up something completely different than what we were talking about. I was talking about Scientology and the connection with the CIA, or the connection that I'm not seeing with the CIA. And Aquino, Aquino is in on all of that. He was he was a part of the psychic driving and and all of that. Okay, but no. But what I'm saying is, prove your case that 
somebody at, at the CIA gave this document to L. Ron Hubbard and said, use this to use Scientology to, to further our end. Or shut the fuck up. Oh, please. No, because that's what, you, that's what you're implying with your, with your <laughs> tone without okay, any fucking evidence off, of it. If, if, if we did not know anything about this Kubark document until years later after Freedom of Information, okay. you know, it, it, we didn't know about it. Okay, the, the public did not know about this. So how does L. Ron Hubbard have the ability to use these, utilize these techniques that are in this document? You said it yourself. He was Navy Intelligence. He would have had access to it. Booyah! Silenced! No. <laughs> so he's Navy Intelligence, <laughs> and he's given top secret documents. And so, okay, so you're saying that L. Ron Hubbard just took that and then built his own shit up. Well, yeah. Or at least you have no reason to think that's not the case. You have no reason to. You have no no more reason to think that it's your supposition than it is mine. The, my point is, you're refusing to acknowledge that you're making a leap. Uh, no, I'm not refusing to acknowledge that I, that ev- anything is a leap. But when there's evidence of years of our central intelligence agency doing all this nefarious stuff to specifically fuck with our brains and our behavior and control and manipulate our on a mass fucking scale yeah. our behavior, so it, it, it's it's impossible to believe that. That they would create a group like Scientology, no, which pr- which does manipulate people on a fucking grand well, scale. No, it's not, I'm not saying it's impossible. To and and that. those same those same techniques that have, were used in MK Ultra shock therapy, all this stuff that was used to do those things to those people, is being used in Scientology. Okay, and then you see that you see in Scientology these people that come out of Scientology, they say the same thing. They say there's a language. There's a it's their own language. Okay, you'll you'll see this in every of all of these cults. Okay. They but, have their own speech. Yes, I know, but it's just as likely that that's just what religion has been doing since the dawn of fucking man. That's what religion is. I don't see what the difference between that and religion is. Because it's it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Well, I No, I it's a, it's a, it's different if you can prove the connection and say the CIA was directly involved. But if not, then that's just a fucking religion. A religion is an evil fucking organization that manipulates humans for its own ends and tricks them into believing stupid shit and exploits their weaknesses. Okay, then that's let's, say, religion. let's say the CIA learned from religion and learned from church and created all their little religions. They didn't... Cr- the, the re- I believe that the CIA but, created the New Age movement. I think that... I do. I believe okay, that Okay, but it's that just was- as likely that that's just these, these slow arc of religious thinking. That those organizations and those movements are just being created by people who have a need, which is then exploited by people who are keen to exploit them. Not everybody that wants to exploit people is a member of the fucking CIA. That's just human nature. Well, no, that I that I agree with. And that a lot I, of them that, form that religions. That point, to, to that point make I will agree point, with. To get their point but across. No, no, the ones that are successful on a mass scale that have where does the money come from? Where does the since okay, you're Jim Jones. Where the fuck did all the drugs come from? I don't know, but I don't know that it was the CIA. I don't know where Scientology's money come from. I can assume that a lot of it comes from donors that are members. Because okay. a lot of them Manson, are rich. Manson had fucking yellow, the yellow acid, the shit that only the CIA had. Where'd he fucking get? One, I don't know that he had it. I don't know why he got it if he had it. I don't know. But I'm just saying. I know he had it because Paul Watkins, when we talk about Manson, I'll go into that. 
but yet we know he had it. There's testimony that okay. he had it. People have fucking admitted that he had this particular kind of acid. Okay, and they absolutely knew, for a matter of fact, that it was that particular kind of acid, and not any other particular kind of acid. But regardless, I don't see the proof of the connection. I just see you making the supposition that there is a connection. No, you just don't want to see it, and you don't no, want to I'm acknowledge not, no, that there's not... any connection at all. No, I'm, I'm acknowledging that the connection might very well be coincidence, but you're wholeheartedly rejecting coincidence. You're just saying it's, it couldn't possibly be a coincidence I don't or anything other no, than the CIA. No, I believe in coincidence on some Bullshit. level. Bullshit, you have no. told me to my face that you don't believe in coincidence. I believe in coincidence on, yes, I believe coincidence can happen naturally, but not on a mass scale like I see You in mean these like things. the formation of chemicals involved in the primordial ooze that led to the human race existing in the first place? You mean that massive coincidence of all the things that had to take place for humanity to exist to begin with? That massive coincidence? That never happens? I mean, it's a, that's a very hard road to go down. The fact that to... I exist as the person I am, as the one sperm that got into your egg, as opposed to all the other sperms that could possibly have gotten into that egg, or none of them could have possibly gotten in, that is a, a coincidence on a miraculous scale. No, that's the reason I believe in, like, the devil. But no, but that's that's the thing that convinces... Dr. Manhattan and the Watchmen to come back to Earth because he realizes that every life is a miracle. Every life, the, the, the sheer odds that any one person could be who they are as opposed to anything else is an amazing coincidence. They happen. That exists. That yes. happens. Coinc- coincidences can happen. But when you've got the same fucking people that, that are traced back to events. Okay, show me the CIA operatives that are actually connected to Scientology. I, directly connected to Scientology. I did not have enough. There is material on that, but I did not have enough time. Well, then next week, we're bringing that shit up. There's there's so much. I can't just, in, in a 10 minute Oh, or that's always minutes. your excuse. No, I can't. My God, Ben, this this was years of experiments that they did on people, okay? And, and these experiments involved giving them hundreds of shock treatments, okay? Mm-hmm. There were people that their lives were fucking wiped, and they didn't even know why. And they went years not even knowing why until after material came out about you and Cameron and they were seeing it on TV and they're like, oh, fuck, I was at that hospital. And that's what happened to them. Okay. But that, that's not Scientology you're talking about. That's CIA you're talking about. Again, you're merging things that you've yet to provide the, the okay. evidence that they should what merge. Okay, what was the Central Intelligence trying to do? Okay, no, no, we're not talking about Central Intelligence. We're talking about Scientology. Uh, because, okay, that's how I'm bringing it back. Okay? No. no. Okay, the Central Intelligence goal under Alan Dulles. Okay? okay. When it was formed, yeah, it was just supposed to be gather information. That was their job. Okay. Okay. Alan Dulles was having none of that. He wanted to own it. Him and his brother wanted to basically control everything. Under MKUltra... What they wanted to do is, there were so many offshoots of that. That's why I call it an octopus. It, it just, it, they were they were in hypnosis. They were in drugs. They were everywhere. That all the books that we were reading, they and were that in the media. Connects to Scientology because because that's the same thing Scientology does. Okay, but just because it's the same thing they do doesn't mean it's connected. I do the same things that a lot of other people do that I don't know. I masturbate constantly. <laughs> a guy in Kansas masturbates constantly. We are not brothers. <laughs> We might be brothers symbolically, metaphorically, but literally, we are not brothers. We do not act in communion. I don't call him up every time and say, hey, I'm masturbating. Dude in Kansas, are you masturbating? Are you doing the same technique with your hand that I am? Go on you. No. <laughs> That's how not many, a fucking connection. How many similarities do you have to see? 
How many similarities do they have? I don't have to see you? similarities. I have to see a connection that says what some guy what started is evidence? this. What is evidence to you? L. Ron Hubbard on the CIA payroll. Or somebody involved on the CIA payroll. Well, I, I do have more information, but I will. I'll bring you, right. I will bring you names. But just why isn't that the first thing? Why is it always this shit that's just supposition and, and hearsay and bullshit? Why not bring that up first? If that's a connection that you actually have to make, why not make that? Because that's the one that would prove it to anybody. Oh, this person that was literally linked to the CIA was also linked to Scientology directly? There are... Clearly. There, okay, there are... That links. must be it then. But you don't... Why... My skepticism okay. comes from the no, fact that you don't Jim go jo- there immediately. Jim Jones, for years, people have been uh, explaining the connections. Dwyer was a CIA agent. Okay. Okay? But people are saying, oh, that was just coincidence. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Well, no, no, no. That, because that's the thing. If you can point to me point me to a CIA agent, even anywhere within the inner circle of, of Ron Hubbard and the, original, the originators of Scientology, then yeah, I'll grant that, yeah, there was probably something to that. But until you can do that... I'm just going to assume that the connect, that the comparisons, not even connections, are coincidental. Okay. My problem, though, is concising it down to, like, a 15-minute segment. Concise it down to names. Here's this guy's name. Here's what he did for the CIA. Here's what he did for Scientology. Connection! Boom! There it is. But why don't you have that? Why don't you immediately start there? Maybe because that person doesn't exist? Maybe because you're full of shit and you just don't want to admit that all religions do this and that's what they all are and it has nothing to do with the CIA or doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with the CIA? What is, is your that hard on? What is your hard on for wanting to bring it always back to religion? Always with you. Because we're talking about no, Scientology. No, it is because Scientology is not a fucking religion. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. I don't. Th- I think you. You wanna... can call something a religion. I can call. No, I call it a religion, religion. because it. It is you what can a religion call is. Your master- daily masturbation a religion. Odinism it's not a religion. is actually a religion. I don't practice it. I don't understand how it's not a religion. I don't know what is what is your definition of a religion then? I don't know if I have a definition of religion. See, I define it as when a, a bunch spiritual of spiritual belief that that's that, not a religion. Uh, well, uh, no, uh, uh, you're asking for my definition. Okay, let me fucking give it to you. A spiritual belief that's ground, but that's grounded in more of ritualistic dogma that has a a guide to it. No, that's a faith, and that's particularly a dogmatic faith. Religion is when that gets organized, when people use faith to manipulate human beings, to convince them to believe in something, and then to manipulate their behavior. That but is it, religion. Okay, but if Scientology is a religion, then everybody, every every each human being can have their own personal religion. Well, they can start their own personal okay. religion, but it only the, the difference between a religion and a cult is membership. You, if you're just yourself, you're not a religion. If you got enough people around you, you'll become a cult. If you get enough people around that, you become a religion. That's the only distinction. I can agree with your point that all religions are basically cults. I can believe that. I to- totally agree with that. All organized religions in their way They're are just a cult. cults on a mass scale. A cult is just a people that believe the same thing or that agree to believe the same thing. Well, but it's, it's specifically in terms of faith. It's not like I agree to accept the proposition that global warming is real because the evidence suggests that it is. I'm not in a cult along with everyone else that believes in global warming because we actually fucking contest that shit. A cult is when you believe something on faith. When you take something on faith, when you actually... It's the distinction between belief and, you know, knowing or suspecting. It's, it has to be something that is unprovable. That you and, well, and I see, I can see where every religion can be called a cult. Catholicism can be called a cult because there are people that come out of that and have another, a new way of thinking. And, and they break from that and they'll say, you know, 
I don't I, I well, don't agree with that. It's just that idea of it. It's just that idea when when you are brought up to believe in something that makes no sense, which is what all faith is, all metaphysics are. Everything that lacks any evidence any potential for evidence. It's not just that you don't have no evidence, it's that you can't even test a theory. Okay, but okay. if you're if you're able to believe that, then you're able to believe everything. If you're able to believe that God exists and is real and loves you in spite of all of human misery and the holocausts and pogroms and shit, if you can still believe in a loving God after that, then you can believe that the Catholic Church is still a valid moral authority even after they protect rapists. Well, that's not strange at all because you believe in the fucking magical thing in the sky that loves you even though it killed all its... Or let Hitler kill six million of his chosen okay, people. Okay, but with the term faith, just the term faith, removed from any religious element, what do you have, you know, can you never use that word in terms to, in, in relation to yourself? Can you never say, I have faith in... Well, I don't have faith in anything. I have opinions about things, which I distinct, I, I make distinctions from. I have knowledge about something. I have an opinion. I have a... That's, there's a subtle distinction between faith how and do you define or, the How do you define the word faith? Faith is a belief in something that is untestable, that you cannot prove through science. Not, not that hasn't been proven, but that you literally cannot prove. There's no possible test or method in which to find evidence of it. You simply must believe it. That is the premise of all religions. You, At some point, you have to make a leap of faith. You have to believe in something that there's no way you're ever going to prove. Well, so, okay, so do you think a person can have faith in another person? Well, when you say that, you may, that means you have faith in their inherent goodness, which obviously you can't prove someone's inherent goodness. Yeah. In any, like, okay, a marriage is a leap of faith. Well, yes, you can say that. You're saying, but... I think I know you. You know, but at the very no, you or or it could just be an opinion. It can just be based on my knowledge of you up to this point. I think you're not going to cheat on me or leave me, and that and we're going to be happy together. It's an opinion. It's you can use the terminology, you can use the, the the word faith, but it's not really faith. Well, I have faith that you aren't going to throw me into the street. I don't know that you won't. Okay, but, but I have faith. On, no, you on have our an, you have an opinion. You have a belief that I won't. You have an opinion based on everything you know about me or think you know about me that I won't. But that's not faith. Because ultimately you're testing that. You are you are basing that on something real. You are basing that on observation. You are basing it on something, not necessarily scientific, but at least something that comes from your senses. Like God is beyond our sensory perception. It is a thing that you must just have faith in. You're, not, you're never going to see God. You're never going to feel God. You're never going to talk to God directly. You can see the effects as they say, if you believe in that. But that's the point. It's beyond the human condition. You just have to have faith in it. You can't be like, well, I have a reasonable opinion based on the facts that God exists. No, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, so what do you think, in your personal opinion, draws people to something like Scientology or a cult? Well, the same thing that draws people to any faith-based belief system. It's well, either fear of the unknown or a desire for certainty because science is the predicate of the premise of science is doubt it's we don't know and we'll never know well a lot of people aren't comfortable with that and they understand that on an instinctual level that they want to feel certain about something and faith is about certainty it is about you know i may not know everything but i know enough to get me to heaven okay well with with my background i i don't think i i never forced you into church or anything like that i don't recall ever I never went to church, so I'm like no. I might have taken you a couple times in Pennsylvania with your grandmother, maybe. Not that I remember. When you were very little. Oh, um, maybe before I... Yeah, you, were, you would have been... Yeah, I think I did take you to church once there. But my, my question is, I raised you. I mean, I know I didn't. I never... Because it was drummed so much into me, I was forced. 
okay. to go that I was never going to. But I just don't understand where this started with you as far as your firm atheist belief, your belief in nothing. Well, the first time I ever questioned it was when I knew what the, learned about what the Holocaust was. Because it just doesn't make any sense. The conception of a loving God that, that predicates all at least Judeo-Christian religions, doesn't make sense if you allow for the fact that the Holocaust happened. That six million Jews, supposedly the chosen people of God, if you believe the, the Bible, would be murdered senselessly and thrown into gas chambers by a God that supposedly loves them, that doesn't make any sense. And you can just, you can make make up bullshit to justify it to yourself, but it doesn't make any sense. And that's when I started questioning, and then finally I just really... And before that point, I was never like, fervently, I believe in God or anything. It was never a question. It was never anything that came up. But that's what crystallized it and said, oh, well, I guess that is full of shit. I just was always curious about that. And I know I never pushed any of my personal beliefs on you. Well, but I mean, what's your point? I was just always curious. Okay. It's how you, you know, I think I think sometimes with words, you maybe, maybe take them too literally or... Well, the beginning of reason is naming things correctly. It, that's... Right, but if I say I have faith in something, there's, there's got to be the ability to use those words. You know, you might be understanding the way I'm using it. Like I say, when you say, I don't believe in God like I was taught to believe in God. I don't believe in God like... You don't believe in the Judeo-Christian conception of God. No, or any I don't. permutation of that. I don't. But I do not believe I'm just a poof mistake. I don't. I, I... Where are you a mistake? <clears throat> or or a just of an nature. accident, or a, I don't. Well, only in term, only in the sense that everything is an accident. See, I don't believe. So I don't you believe, believe there's that. a grand plan that involves. I believe, you. Uh, not necessarily a grand plan. That's not no. But I, I just remember when I was very young, because I know I was like a toddler, and my grandmother, my grandma Effie, my mother's mother, they would, her and her girlfriends, would sit around the table the kitchen table and play the Ouija board and they would all call back their dead husbands. They all had dead husbands. Yeah. Because they all murdered them, I <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But they would sit there and do that and I would lay underneath the table and I, because I remember that I can see their legs and their dresses and stuff yeah. and I would always, for some reason, I always liked the feel of wood, the table legs right. and I would, you know, touch the wood and I, I call it my Ray Bradbury moment from Dandelion Wine. Yeah. And I just, I remember laying, laying there under the table and playing, you know, seeing their feet and hearing, the, hearing them laugh and touching the chair and realizing that I'm alive. I'm not this chair. I'm not, a, I'm not an inanimate object. I'm alive, like a life force. Okay, but that doesn't necessarily presuppose that your life is important. You are alive. You have a brain that is complex enough to perceive your existence. And think of things like, you know, the distinction, the juxtaposition between you and a chair. But that's just because it is. It, it doesn't mean anything. It or, it or at the very least, it doesn't have to mean anything. See, I disagree. There is nothing... What is it about that observation that says you don't have to... That you, you couldn't possibly be an accident? That life couldn't be a coincidence? Or that there is no plan for you? The fact that you are more complex an organism than an ant or than an inanimate object, which isn't even an organism, what does that have to do with whether or not the circumstances of your existence were planned or accidental? I just don't think that... that um... Just I can't wrap my brain around that. I can't wrap my brain around why I'm here in this physical form. You're and here in this physical form because millions of years of evolution brought you to that point. Because at one point, a monkey 
that was just one step below human being gave birth to a human being, which at the time was a genetic mutant, but that mutant survived and fucking spurred on the human race. That's how that happened. It's like when people talk about the chicken and the egg. What what came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, well, actually, it was uh, the egg. But then what hatched the egg? It was whatever existed before the chicken that was the evolutionary uh, precedent for the chicken. The you know, because the chicken evolved from something else. So the last thing that was not quite a chicken, but almost, gave birth to the first chicken. Problem solved! It's not a fucking grand mystery of life. It's just the shit that we know happened. You know, th- then why have laws? Because we exist together and have to have them. Because otherwise it would be anarchy and that's not good for anybody. Why not? Because I mean... do you want to die by the hands of a hun? That gallops in on a fucking horse and chokes you to death? No. And none of us do. So we all recognize that we need law and order and morality. That's all morality is. It's the the understanding that we all exist and that we all have an interest in being good to each other because none of us want other people to be bad to us. It's the golden rule. then, Then you can say morality is a form of religion. No, it's not. How is it not? Because it's a, it's not even, it's not a belief. It's a belief in, system. No, it's not a belief in something. It's not a belief in anything intangible. It's a recognition of mutual interest. Yes, you have to have recognition. There's that recognition of mutual interest, but then you have to have faith in your fellow man that he's going to agree to those same morals. No, you just have to have because you can't have that because a lot of people won't. You just have to have the understanding that enough of them will, that we will codify them into law, and that the ones that won't will be sufficiently afraid of the consequences of not following it. And what consequences would those be? Being arrested, being, you know, punished. Well, you don't believe in the death penalty, so... Because that's not a deterrent to crime. As we've, we know, that's not a deterrent to crime. Every study shows that crime goes down when we don't have the death penalty, and crime goes up when we do, because it has a brutalizing effect on society. When the government is allowed to kill you, death by human hands doesn't seem like such a wrong thing in our subconscious. It's not a deterrent to crime. And how did we learn all of that? We learned that through studying the last several decades of... Periods where we had no crap of punishment, periods where we did nationally, and states that do, states that don't, and their relative crime rates. And we came to that conclusion that seems to be borne out by the evidence. It might not be right. We might discover new evidence later on that calls that into question. That's science. That's the thing religion can never do. So you, you say that the the death penalty is a has a brutalizing effect on Well, society. that's the theory, yes. Okay, that's the theory. You're not saying that. Well, I mean, that's like... Gravity is a theory. Shit drops, and I've never seen it fly, so... Do you agree with that theory? Yes, I do. Okay, so you agree that... Or at least, or at the very least, I agree with the thing that leads to that conclusion. I agree with the, the demonstrable evidence that crime goes down when the death penalty does not come into play. Crime goes up when it, do- when it does. I don't know, maybe it's not brutalization, maybe it's something else. But clearly, there's some reason why the death penalty actually creates more crime. Why... Absent all other factors, Ceteris Paribus, all things being equal, you can pull out the death penalty, and that'll determine how much crime you have, or at least how much of a drop or rise there is. Okay, so so you say that having the death penalty has, has as a result, has a brutalizing effect on society. Yes. Okay. So, by that having a brutalizing effect on society, what you're saying is that our behavior, in some way, is modified or controlled or affected by having the death penalty. It would seem so. By just the death penalty existing. Well, again, it could be that or it could be something else. But clearly, the death penalty existing makes crime rates go up. I have a place I'm going to this in my brain, but it's probably going to be next time. 
Okay. Because because anything that isn't involves the subject of behavior, societal behavior, to me always goes back to where in society during what time were they trying to manipulate behavior? Okay, but the same thing. The death penalty isn't a CIA plot. It's just because of fucking barbarians saying... like you that think no. uh, that they want Jody Arias' blood. Uh, no, <laughs> but, no. I I'm not as concerned. Jody Arias will be next episode because I'll talk about the closing arguments. No, but my, my point is the death penalty exists because voters want their legislators to be tough on crime and they and when people and it's the Dukakis moment. You know, it's what if your family was raped and murdered, what would wouldn't you want uh, to uh, die? On on some you know. level, but on the the death penalty has also been used, for instance, when the Manson people, girls and, and him where they were you know, given the death penalty, and then, oh, boom, it's gone. You know, okay, well, they're not going to have a death penalty now. Okay, that was the result of a Supreme Court case that determined that it was cruel and unusual punishment. They didn't go, what, Manson's going to get the death penalty? we got to stop this. My fellow Supreme Court justices, let's get him the ball. And then they reinstated it and put it back in. Yeah, because we got different justices who had a different interpretation of the law, because that's how the Supreme Court works. It's how we have the Dred Scott decision and then Brown v. Board of Education. There's nothing, well, I mean, there's nothing necessarily nefarious to it, save for the fact that sometimes we get assholes in the Supreme Court. So are you ready to talk about rape and ghosts? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, because I had a different cryptid this week, which I guess we're going to cover next week. But you specifically requested this particular cryptid. I don't know why. When did I hear about that? I pro- I thought I told you about it. No, no, no. I told you about it. No, I know. A I know where I found now. out about it because I found out about it doing research for my my comic book Crypto, and it's he's a character in there. So oh, I don't know. Okay, but no, because it was on Facebook or something a while ago, oh. and uh, something I remember reading a blog. I thought I sent it to you. Okay, maybe, but I don't know. But anyway. We're talking, of course, about the Popabawa, a, uh, a Tanzanian and, and Zan- Zanzibarian, I guess? I don't know which way you would say that. A cryptid. It's thought to be an evil genie. Uh, the name is Swahili for Batwing, basically. It's a giant, shape-shifting bat creature, thought to be released uh, jinn uh, that somebody summoned and, and let go. And basically, it, it goes through and it creates these these panics that go for, that uh, you know every couple of years there's a new panic in this East Africa. Basically, it's the shape shifting rapist ghost that will rape men. And, yeah, just men. And force them to tell other people that they were raped by the Popabawa, otherwise they'll come back. And it creates these mass panics every year. And and it's it's kind of interesting because one, it's a relatively modern phenomenon. It, it, it started up in the, around the '60s. Some people believe that because that area used to be an Arab run slave market that maybe it's sort of a social memory coming back from that age of, of the exploitation being translated into literal rape but and, and they say that, it, that it's got explicitly mu- uh, muslim origins that because they say the quran can beat it back sort of like the, you know the bible does demons they say you can wave a quran at it and get it get it away from you but and one of the interesting <laughs> is things is it, it apparently closely follows election cycles every time there's oh, an election oh that's right yes yeah that these panics happen I think it was Huffington Post or something. It was it was during the ele- the, one of the elections. Yeah. Well, because it happens apparently either every election or every couple of... But it's always during election season yeah. that this rapist ghost appears. So maybe it's just one of the other candidates. I think there was suggestion that, that it, was, it was a manipulation, something to control the voting patterns or behavior of the people. So what, the Popabawa rapes him and then goes, by the way, vote for... No, I don't remember how, how they were... 
wasn't there some sort of some kind of political results from it too? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it could have a specific political. I mean, where would the how would you use that to manipulate the outcome of an election? Unless maybe it's like let's get a bunch of people raped by a ghost and then they won't feel like voting tomorrow. I don't know. It's just interesting that it, it always happens around the. Or election. maybe like only one of the the candidates is running on an I'll stop the rape ghost platform. So it's like, oh shit, we got to vote for that guy. When it was first spoke, when was it first spoken of? I heard I saw in nineteen sixty five, and it's been cited, you know, periodically. That, but I guess it hit its height in like the late nineties. And does it happen all that still happen? It's uh, yeah, occasionally it does still happen, but not as frequently as it once did. Sort of mass panics happen. Well, the aspect of it, I thought, always thought was interesting, is that it's men and the humiliation of a man, and and part of it is that they have to they have to say they have to yeah. tell, because if well, they don't tell, because supposedly the Pope of Iowa mm-hmm. hates being. Denied, it hates yeah. having its existence questioned. Ignored, right? So if you don't, if you don't tell people, <laughs> someone he'll he'll come back. Well, which sounds like you know, a, if I mean, if you apply that these people are actually being raped, and it's not just a mass panic, then somebody's raping them and trying to convince people that they're being raped by a mystical creature and trying to spread that rumor to create that mass panic. Well, what's interesting is that, that it first came about in 1965 um, in Zanzibar. What was happening? I mean, what was happening in 65 that, because, I mean, prior to this, you didn't hear, there is no instances, are there any instances of of this in anywhere, in literature, in movies, in anything of really, well, no, and, and, of male rape being discussed? Well, at least not in a supernatural context, and, and, it's, and it's never left this general area either. It's not like it's happened in fucking Idaho, too. It's only this one kind of region. Hmm. Well, like I said... I just see your your mind ticking away. How can I connect this to the CIA? <laughs> Did L. Ron Hubbard come up with the Pope of Bawa? Is that part of the auditing process? Okay. The 60s, that had something, right? I got something there. Oh, no. Well, there's a lot of shit that... I look at cultural elements of everything, okay? I look at culture, society. What were we doing different years? What were we doing in 1950? 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56. But you don't know enough about the history of Zanzibar to actually do that, so... No, I don't. But what I do know... With relation, if you want me to talk about CIA, they always did go into third world countries. We did that, okay? Because just like we went into our hot, and now when I say we, I mean the the Central Intelligence Agency. These MP Ultra was conducted in our prisons, our hospitals, all across our military. Uh, Guyana, Jim Jones. That was they took all those people over there because we didn't, you know, they they could do shit. Unseen, unsupervised. So your position then is it might be a black ops operation to influence foreign elections much in the same way as like... It could be. But, you know... Yeah, it could be. Castro and that kind of shit. Or it, it could be a raping ghost. Or it could be neither of those things. It could just be a bunch of spooked villagers. <laughs> okay, but coming up with this to spook some... That, that's a pretty, a pretty direct thing. Okay, but at the same time, then was, the, spook then was the Jersey Devil a fucking political scheme? Is the Florida Skunk Ape? Fucking picking up hanging chads to to steal the election for Bush in two thousand. As I said, I said, <laughs> and, and, and we I just we discussed doing a spinoff with just the cryptid and corner and the conspiracy thing because I think it would be very interesting to look into these different areas. For instance, if you have a cryptid, let's look into that city or that. Okay, state. I want to point out that I just suggested that Florida skunk ape stole the election for Bush in two thousand, and you didn't say no. <laughs> Your first thing wasn't. 
No, I, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> like that. Stop making a straw man of me. You didn't say that, is my point. No, because I ignore half the stuff you say. Because I know, basically, you just want to make fun of it. Okay? Because it's ripe for mockery. Okay, there might be a lot. No, I just think it's kind of cool from an interest of the, Just like you can watch a vampire movie and, oh, that's kind of cool, that idea. I don't think vampires are fucking real. Some of this stuff is being used in connection with other things. Okay, but not all of it. Not necessarily any specific one of it, unless you can provide a connection. So show me the connection between Pope Obama and the CIA. Well, for, for instance, the, the, the UFOs, the UFO phenomenon, I, I believe, totally believe that they were creating shit that they didn't want us to know about as far as planes and and so they created the UFO thing to hide all that. Yeah, and I would argue that to whatever extent that UFO phenomena has any presence in fact, it isn't just people making shit up, then that's probably the most likely scenario. Well, that and the accepted and official And then stories. I connect I connect the MK Ultra program, which I know they studied hypnosis. They studied drugs in connection in association with the with the, they drugged people, they hypnotized them, they implanted suggestions into their brains to see things. So yeah, how hard would it be for them to say, okay, you're, this is what you saw. You saw little green men. This is what you saw. You saw a, well, a, once again, a, I, I a always, ghost racing I always you. deal with your problem assumption of the government researches something, therefore the government has that thing. Because everything the government does is successful. Everything these guys do that they ever looked into... They've they completed. The government looked into fucking time travel. They don't have a fucking time machine. Okay. They, <laughs> here, here's what I'm saying. This MK Ultra program was was happening in the late 50s all through the 60s, into the 70s. It's still probably going on. Though just because they say, "Oh, we stopped," I don't believe they fucking stopped for a minute. Okay. No. And I and 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 where you know what easier way to find. You know, we know that we were going into the, all these places, these banana republics, and, and throwing overthrowing them. Okay. We know that we were we were going in there, and and you know, <clears throat> look what we always done as missionaries: go in and bring democracy and bring Christianity to the natives. How is it too far off to believe that uh, some type of MK Ultra program could have gone into these places and given this hypnotic suggestions or whatever to these people? Okay, but that's not my My point is, yes, it's not too far off to believe if you accept the number of premises that get increasingly more complicated over time. That's not to say that that didn't possibly happen. But there are a number, and this is, again, this is Occam's Razor, that thing you hate. There are a number of simpler explanations that you can get to before then, and in the absence of any further evidence, okay, you have to stop there. All right, let, no, let's rationalize the explanations that we can have for it. Okay, so you got this... This er certain area of the world, uh -huh. and it only happens there, correct? Yeah. Okay, it's never happened anywhere else. It's no instances of it East ever. African coast, yes. Never happening anywhere else. Is it just a certain part of Africa? Yeah, it's it's so Zanzibar. It's not all it's, over. It's, it's East Africa. It's like Zanzibar, and there was the, and Tanzania, and the and the surrounding. And there's areas. no other instances anywhere else in Africa. It's just not this one is, section not of that Africa. Is known, no, no. I'd want to look into one the historical aspects of of you know what is the background of this area, and since it happens around political times, that's a tell to me. That's there, there's something some reason for that. It doesn't happen okay, all year round. Cause to suspicion. Time. Cause to suspicion is not evidence. Okay, all I'm saying is it can be just a mass psychosis. Yes. Okay. Which is a thing, by the way. You Every time I bring that up as a possibility, mass psychosis. Okay, it's, it's, it's just a pretty odd 
psychotic thing to never have happened in the history, to have just started happening in 65. I mean, why, why was nothing before then? Why was nothing in ages ago? Why was it, this guy, this, this ghost just miraculously well, I mean, appeared? But for the same reason as the preppers. This massive group of people that think the apocalypse has happened next fucking Thursday. Yeah, there have been different versions of that, there but that particular, that. but that particular strain of it only existed for the last couple of years. Well, Weird well, fucking no, no, mass no. solutions. No, no, no. The strain that we see now of of survivalists and 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 preppers. I mean, there have been survivalists. No, for, specifically the ones that are religiously motivated. Well, religious. I think a lot of that came. After the bomb, that's when that all started. You know, when people were building their bomb okay, shelters. But it's, again, it's it's but easy. that that notion, that mindset started then. But it's very easy to just sort of look to one thing and say this is what caused it, and not look at just the whole of human history. That you know, humanity is a massive, just like the universe is infinite. So that you can you can make the argument that every anything and everything will someday be realized in an infinite universe because there's infinite chances for anything and everything to happen. Humanity is a microcosm of that, psychologically speaking. There's so much of us and so much of us commingling together in different contexts and circumstances that anything is possible. Any idea is possible to come up with and, and gain traction. The fact that the Westboro Baptist Church can take the religion of this poor Jew that loved prostitutes and everyone and, and and take that and go God hates fags that's a mass delusion that makes no fucking sense but it exists, it came about okay, but this this man raping ghost thing is different because if, it, if it's a psychosis thing it's a pretty embarrassing psychosis thing to have you know, yeah, but these guys, I mean so so these, these people can't be doing, you can say that uh, you know, like uh, back in the in the fifties when you had your your um, the the visitors where people were saying there was a whole cult of people that were saying I was taken up in a spaceship, you know, yeah. and I I was I spoke to them and this is what they have to say, yeah. I'm, you know, uh, channeling them, whatever. Yeah. That can be yes for financial gain. That can be okay, for but again, attention. You're applying rationality to it. it. It doesn't have to be a rational. Okay, well, because I, I'm working logically through it. But okay? no, but you're applying rationality to the people, and they're not necessarily rational. Okay, but my my curiosity is why did this happen in 1965 and never before? And why why all of a sudden did this come up, come up in in 65? I, I don't know. Why did Calvinism come up when it did? Why did any movement come up when it did? What you can trace in in different move in various movements. Political movements, you can definitely trace. Well, no, the you times. can you can get a good idea okay, of what McCarthyism. A, a historical consensus. McCarthyism, we were ripe for that during that time. Okay, I don't think a, McC- a McCarthy could happen today. Ah, really? It's not I... in the same way. Not in the same way that that. No, with the internet the way it fucking is now. No, 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 no. I don't believe at all that it. Okay, forty-one um, percent of all Republicans in the country believe that they will need to form an armed uprising to defend their rights sometime in the near future. 41% of the 50% of the country that voted for the other guy that didn't win last time believe that they're going to have to take up arms against their own country. Like the fucking Civil War. Huge swaths of the South are still fighting the Civil War. They still believe that, you know, the, oh, the, the war didn't end, it was just intermission. The war of northern aggression. <laughs> all that bullshit. That fucking uh, accidental racist song, I'm wearing a confederate flag because it's the only symbol of southern pride I have for some reason, but I'm not racist, even though I can't fucking, like, wear Martin Luther King's face. He was a southerner that I can be proud of. But, 
That shit still exists. Well, they might not know what you're referring to. Oh, there's this stupid fucking song called Accidental Racist. This country singer, motherfucker, I don't even know his name. And he teamed oh, up with uh, LL Cool J. Uh, shit. Brad Paisley. Brad, okay, Brad Paisley. And the whole thrust of the song is some fucker at, at Starbucks saw him wearing a Confederate flag t-shirt and didn't understand that he was just a Skinnerd fan. But my point is, either the South has nothing to be proud of, in which case, that if that's your only symbol of Southern pride, then you have nothing to be proud of to be Southerner. Or, you're racist because you deliberately avoid all the symbols of Southern pride that don't represent racism. Okay, why why do you think LL Cool J did that song? Because LL Cool J likes money. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't think that he had any... Any concept that this was really going to suck? I don't think anybody has a concept of the, what they're going to do is really going to suck when they do it. Well, that's true. We we think this podcast is very good. I know. Everybody out there is going like, do they know they suck? I mean, Jesus. Do they know that it's torture? How, how did they not realize how horrible this was? They were talking about rape and ghosts, and now they're talking about Brad Paisley? Who gives a shit? Uh, okay. Now... We were talking about this, and uh, we're going to do some retooling, probably starting next time. But in the meantime, I have one last uh, uh, horrible hypothetical for you. Is it, what does it involve? The popo, whatever it is? No, 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 it doesn't. Uh, It's one last horrible hypothetical, and um, because we're getting rid of it in the segment because mom doesn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just don't think it, it has anywhere to go. Because you just deliberately don't want to engage with it. No, that's not true. Because half the, okay, for instance, if if you were going to say okay, the popo, what's his name anyway, popo, popo bawa, popo bawa, you know, the popo bawa breaks in our house and just is not that into you. <laughs> okay, that was just one of them. That the first one wasn't about rape; it was about something else. It always involves. Whatever it is, whatever mad rapist something, whatever wants the to shove something. Children no, raping it you. always involves no. It involves something wanting to shove something up someone's ass, but okay. for some reason, for some reason, they don't want to shove it up mine. That, no, that was just one time. <laughs> that was the thing. That is totally unfair. That is not a pattern. You can't establish a pattern from one fucking time. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're going to replace it with. You want to replace it with comic book stuff. And it's like, I don't I'm think that's going to be interesting. Didn't you say you wanted me to talk about... Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I think that's much... I think it's much more interesting. I don't think you'll be engaged with that anymore than leprechauns jumping out of people. No. What I think is interesting about that is the sheer Bible of material that you have. Your other podcast doesn't really even go into that. Well, we wouldn't. It's not about that. It's a movie podcast. Well, I mean, it's just the... You've got all these characters thousands and thousands of characters and they all have backstories and I just think that's interesting. Um, well, would you ask questions? And if I were to talk about my comic book, this is, you're worthless. Alright. <laughs> that's the end of our show this week. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm keeping horrible hypotheticals and I'm making them even more horrible. It's going to be called Even More <laughs> Horrible Hypotheticals and it's going to be every week. Okay, and they won't make sense. And they won't make, and they're, they're staying in the show. The end. All right. Let's sign off. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.